Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a person who has been heard on this podcast almost as much as me, Molly Lewis. Hey, that was a great theme song we just heard there, Joseph. Yeah, it was really impressive. Very catchy. Who, who does, does that? I don't know. I think it's Molly Lewis. That's me. Hello. Yeah, it is you. <laughs> this is great. I'm so happy to have you here because, yeah, you do the, the theme song and uh, or the theme music because there's two songs and little interstitial bits. Yeah. Uh, and then you have been on the podcast probably the most of anyone other than myself and my co-producer, Sarah, uh, <laughs> because you've done so many of the live episodes with me. Yeah. And those are those are really fun. Uh, how many episodes do I do before I get a free sandwich? <laughs> yeah, I should buy you a sandwich. Okay. That's what it comes down to. Okay, yeah. great. I'll make you a sandwich or, or I can buy you one. Okay. Okay. I like this plan. <laughs> we'll work out our sandwich economy of <laughs> There's podcasts. not really a, a, like a podcast guild to determine what you get paid in, so no, sandwiches are good. It, you should just get paid i should pay you i nah, that's you did yeah that's i did pay news. you one for the music yeah yeah but i should pay you for the number of times you've been on the live well episodes you, you, at you gave me scotch and, so that counts <laughs> yes yeah honesty <laughs> in podcasting uh first i'm gonna pay molly a sandwich and we're both having a little sip of whiskey let's open up the books <laughs> <laughs> it's a total honesty yeah the podcast always veers into therapy so we'll just start that way mm-hmm. with being honest about whiskey for people those sad fools who don't get to know who you are already. Can you explain to people like who you are and what you do? Uh, well, I'm primarily a singer-songwriter, um, and my instrument of choice is the ukulele. Um, and I've played other stringed instruments, but I find ukulele to be the most accessible, and I know very little about <laughs> about music. Uh, I also um, I host uh, the Peanuts Gallery with my friend, our friend, Josh Kagan. Yeah. Uh, it's a Peanuts rewatch podcast. And my current thing... Uh, I think the biggest thing I've done recently is I wrote a musical, which you starred in and directed, yeah. co-starred in. Yeah. You played, yeah. You played the narrator, and you also directed the whole thing and made sure that it, it worked. I, <laughs> that it happened. I continue to appreciate that. Yeah, but it, I mean, it is so your musical, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Josh wrote, Josh Kagan, our pal, wrote the book, yeah. but I, it is... It's called Thanksgiving versus Christmas, which I may have forgotten to say. <laughs> <laughs> I said it aloud in my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving versus Christmas. Uh, we'll have a plugging section in the podcast, so we'll plug it again later there, but Just, it is awesome, and it is so... Stay tuned for the plug section. So you, ultimately. <laughs> uh, so on brand. Yeah, it is. It's, but it, 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 it does expose something about your soul, mm-hmm. like because it is very much the idea of it is very idiosyncratic to you. Yeah. And, you know, anything, everything we learn in the podcast, <laughs> <an> exploration <laughs> into the soul of Molly Lewis. Musical therapy. Your musical therapy. Uh, and we're going to explore your soul even more Good. here on Obsessed Podcast. So you have been on so many different live episodes. Sometimes you've just uh, been there is to play the theme live and to interject uh, funny things because... Uh, I always think of you as like a comedy sniper. Like Yay. a lot of times in the live show, it'll be like, it'll be a little while before Molly speaks, but then it will be a comedy headshot <laughs> from a mile away and it will be exactly right and just kill. Uh, and then we, you've talked about things that you're actually uh, really into, like selfies was a recent live one that you were on with Angela Weber. But this time we were talking about a newer obsession of yours, right? Yeah, fairly, and within the last year or so. Yeah. And it is bullet journals. Speaking of snipers, <laughs> <laughs> sort of a theme we're developing here. Um, yeah, I've uh, since about July. I've been. It, it's a planner system. It's an organizational system okay. um, that because uh, I'm, you know, a kind of distractible person, and I really like my smartphone. And the bullet journal is. Um, I tell people it's an operating system. Oh, interesting. For the for your planner, rather than like an actual planner. Yeah. Um, because. 
like basically the way it works is you take a blank notebook or journal and you there's sort of a, a prescribed sort of kinds of pages you make a table of contents and then you make a i'm going to worry about this later section and then you just make a sort of daily weekly whatever pages as you need them and it's a great system for sort of flaky creative people like me because you can ignore it for like a month and then when you come back to it you just start on the next page okay because i've definitely gotten sort of the anxiety of i'll buy like a pre-printed planner and uh it will because i i like my phone and i like the sort of organizational things in the phone but my phone also has everything else in it right it's got games it's got all my friends on like twitter and it's <laughs> you know just got all this other distracting stuff and so it's really been helpful for me in the last half a year or so to have a physical artifact where like what i am using and holding this thing i am just organizing myself you know and that's its sole purpose that yeah and it's uh, the sort of because it was developed kind of i wouldn't want to say in the last five years by a a dude named writer carol okay well i know it is so fresh that it does not have a wikipedia page no i tried to look it up this morning and it didn't have a wikipedia page which is amazing it's how does that how does that even happen (laughs) it's like it doesn't exist yeah and it i mean it is something that lends itself towards being pedantic because it is about structuring yeah so it's amazing that a thing that is kind of pedantic in its nature doesn't have a wikipedia page yeah and it doesn't have its own wiki it seems like that was going to happen but like because i definitely brushed with it a couple years ago um because the basic bones of it are you have a table of contents, you make a what they call a future log, which is just like, I'm going to worry about this next month. Okay. And you, so you just like put, you know, the names of the next four to six months just on a big old page with big old columns and just be like, well, in March, I got to worry about the Joko Cruise. And then, you know, I got to worry about Emerald City, you know, sort of throw the things so that they're off your plate, but okay. they're not forgotten. Um, and then make a little a list of the things you have to do today. And the thing that makes it an operating system is it creates... There are sort of like actionable things you can do with the stuff on your to-do list as you go from day to day. And so you can mark things as complete. Um, And then all the stuff you didn't do, you either migrate it to the next day or you migrate it into the future log. Okay. And so everything that you didn't do, like at the end of the day, you're sort of forced to audit like what is actually worth my time. And, you know, it it makes you, it instead of like I did three out of the ten things on my to-do list, uh, womp womp. Yeah. It gives you actionable things to do with those other things and i br- when i brushed with it initially um i sort of looked at the tumblr and the subreddit and on pinterest and stuff and there's like of how to do it yeah sort of like what what are other people doing with this system because uh on on the there's a bullet journal youtube channel they don't have a wikipedia page but they have a youtube <laughs> channel so they're moving up in the world the world's changing <laughs> where do i go for information anymore um but they uh so the writer the, the dude that invented the thing um, just went, hey, everybody, here's Bullet Journal. Here's how it works. And he explained the parts and how they work together. And he explained migration. And then there was another video on that channel called, like, 2016 Show and Tell or something. And he went, hey, it's me, Ryder, again. And the whole thing looks very, like, artisanal, sort of Brooklyn. Like, he's on, like, some unfinished wood table. And it's just a <laughs> pair of hands and a book. And it's got, like, specific symbols, right? Yeah. There's a sort of an X for I did this thing. There, You strike it out if you canceled it all together. And then an arrow going to the right is, I'll do this tomorrow. And an arrow going to the left is, I'll do this in a month. Okay. Um, and uh, just kind of, and that's what the table of contents is for. As you go through and as you create pages, you number them. So you can always reference things if you need them later. Um, and so this second video, he went, hey, it's me, writer again. So here's my bullet journal for this year. You may recognize all the parts. Here's a couple things I've added. And so he had a list of, because his month is just, he writes the, in this blank journal, he writes the name of the month on top and then numbers one through however many days in that month. Okay. And then just writes 
crap he's got to do on any particular day. And so he went, as you can see on my monthly, just this list, I've added a column for exercise and a column for meditation. And so I put a little X if I did those things that day. And on the bottom of every, my, you know, every like single day pages, I've also added meal tracking. And I went, oh, you can add things. <laughs> oh my God. And so then the stuff on Pinterest and Tumblr suddenly made sense to me because when you look up bullet journal on Pinterest, it's like, I, it looks like Bible journaling. Do you know what Bible journaling? No. Oh, Bible journaling is you buy a Bible with very wide margins on the outer edges of the page and you draw basically little like illustrations about like, yes, this is your Christ. Oh, so you can be Christ. like, way to go, Jesus. Way to go, Jesus. Or, I'm and, not like, sure about this one, it's, Jesus. It's kind of like um, sort of illumi- like illumination basically, but oh, for like okay. soccer moms. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and, and there's sort of, it's just, you, you look at the stuff that the Bible journaling that people post online is like so over elaborate and detailed and bullet journaling tends to behave that way on social media also. Like you only show off the things that look good. You don't show off sort of the crappy, like, you know, here's my weight loss tracker for this month. And as you can see, I stopped paying attention <laughs> because Thanksgiving happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you feel like that is, uh, what's unique about bullet journal mm-hmm. is that it is Clearly a system of organization, but it's also encouraging creativity in the way it's used. Yeah, it's well, because basically, if you think about it like an operating system, um, the sort of sort of vanilla bullet journal is your index, your future log, your monthly, your daily. Those are the four parts. Okay. You, you number pages as you go. And then basically everything else is like like an expansion pack. <laughs> and the most sort of seductive thing about it for me was all those expansion packs are free. Because I've used every to-do list app on the App Store, and I've used every calendar app on the App Store, and I found myself going, why won't they just make an app that will let me do X? Why won't they, you know, I wish I could write apps so that I could write this thing. And and I've always been drawn to, like, I love office supply stores, I love stationery stores, yeah. and I have every color of Post-it that's ever been made, basically, <laughs> and no place to direct that. And... And, you know, my partner Ben will attest, our house is covered in post-its. I've, yes. Yeah, and you've, you've been. You've, you've, you've seen my kitchen, which is just thoroughly annotated. Your home is annotated, yeah. Yes. And it's almost like it, it, there's a level to it that is aesthetic as well as practical. Sure. To me when I walk into your home, because you have a very lovely home and, like, the, the writing on the cupboards. Yeah. Like, you have lovely handwriting. <laughs> so it does almost look like uh, like a, an old Da Vinci drawing of, like, yeah. that then has, like, here's where this flying contraption It's like the tutorial go. for my home is still up. Like, I haven't wiped the tutorial on my yeah. home yet. Yeah, so it's very practical, but it's also very aesthetically yeah. pleasing. And I'm a deeply forgetful person. And so, I, yeah. which you may have noticed. Well, I didn't, I don't, I was going to ask about that because I have, I have known you to be a person who values organization and I didn't know when I was thinking about doing this bullet journal episode with you, if it was coming from a place of, I love organization mm-hmm. or I fight to be organized, therefore I love organization. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's the, it's the latter for certain. Um, because when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, my mom kind of recognized like, sort of, like, later high school age, she recognized that I'm kind of scattered and creative in the way that she is scattered and creative, and so she kind of recognized the things that I've learned about how to discipline myself can apply to my daughter, and so she told me um, that the best thing I could do for myself was to, at the end of the day, to kind of lay out all the stuff I would need for tomorrow morning and write myself instructions and basically plan my life as if the next morning somebody would wake up in my body and have to <laughs> live my life. Did and she th- literally say that? Yeah. And I got to college and went, oh, that's the plot of Quantum Leap. <laughs> and so now at the end of my day, I go like, okay, so if Scott Bakula wakes up tomorrow and he has to go to Joseph's house, 
Um, what does Scott Bakula? I should lay out an outfit for Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula is not going to know where my Star Wars shirt is, and so yeah. I should. And so I, I put it in those terms. Like you know, Scott Bakula needs to get back to the future, and so how can I help Scott Bakula get through my day? Scott Bakula would look at my to do list and go, "Why am I so abusive towards myself?" <laughs> Scott Bakula would just like tut tut. Like, <laughs> you wake up the morning after Scott Bakula day and just be like really ripped for some reason. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so is the bullet so this has obviously been a lifelong journal to help the Scott Bakula version of you yeah have their best day it, it gave me a way to focus all of those instructions yeah like, like basically my goal and I mean I, I think of my house in terms of like level design like I have oh yeah you know because yeah, you're a game you're a gamer person yeah, yeah I've sort of become and I've come, become familiar with game designers in the last you know since I moved to Seattle really because that's kind of a gamey they're just everywhere yeah, you can't swing a cat without hitting a, <laughs> hitting a game designer. But like, um, who's designing a game about swinging cats? Yeah, yeah it goes. Oh wait, That's VR cat swinging game, amazing. Uh, so you're thinking about it as, as in terms of like game philosophy. Yeah, um, and so I kind of the bullet journal is nice because because um, like I used to um, I would write a little daily to do list in a note in my phone. But then in the morning, I'd open up my phone and be like, well, what's going on on Twitter? You know, and then okay. that would kind of derail my whole morning. And then it's kind of hard to get that momentum back up. And so the bullet journal now kind of fits into this kind of larger ecosystem of organization that I have. Okay. And uh, I like put a post-it note on my phone and power my phone hard off at the end of the day and then wake up. And basically the first things that are on my daily in my bullet journal are on that post-it note. Okay. And there's stuff I have to do before I can turn my phone back on. Oh, that's nice. It's working really well for me, I got to say. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, just basically if Scott Bakula were to show up and just had my bullet journal, he could, through like the index and through the way I've sort of laid things out, could probably reconstruct what I need to do and like who I need to talk to and sort okay. of what things are outstanding. And it gives me I like the sort of... The sense of control over a finite area of my life gives me an illusion of control over the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's all really organization is. Ultimately, that sounds a little, uh, uh, I don't mean to make it overly simple, but I feel like we all do want to feel like we have chosen the direction we're moving in. Yes. So there's the practical stuff we all have to do, like, you know, laundry and making money or whatever. Right. But then, especially I think for creative people, you want to feel like, the all of the micro tasks are pointing in the general right direction yeah. of where I want to be moving, and therefore I have a little bit of control over my existence. Yeah, and there's not a, when you're sort of a creative type as we are, um, it's hard to find a consistent structure through your whole week. Yeah. Like, you know, my mom works in, in a law office, and so when I tried to introduce her to the bullet journal, because I was like, this thing that you told me about Scott Bakula, I've... This is, I put it into practice. Look at this. Look at my bacula book. Look at my bacula book. The, 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 the baculomicon. <laughs> Slightly more horrible. <laughs> A book of spells to kill Scott Bacula. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Captain Archer. But um, yeah, I, I showed it to her and she was like, I can see how this works for you. And she described to me sort of bullet journal-like systems that she ran when I was a baby. She had a thing that involved a folded up eight and a half by 11 of just like the outside is my daily and the inside is my and okay. it was the parts were very similar um and she was like but i work you know my monday to friday are pretty similar and really the thing i would need to structure is like when i get home what do i do do right. i do i catch up on my shows do i do errands what do i you know how do i deal with your brothers and that kind of thing and she was just like i understand how something like this because you have a bunch of th disparate unconnected things 
kind of up in the air and sort of waiting to take shape. And something like this allows you to sort of center them all, unrelated as they may be, because they're related to you. You have a thing they have in common. Right. And and the choice of how much time you're going to allot to everything. Yes. Because uh, now you don't have a day job, right? Well, I mean, technically, this is my day job. Yeah. I mean, being a creative person is your your day job. But then that could be anything. Yeah. And all of it sometimes feels like the due date is ASAP. Right. Like, write a new song ASAP. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At your earliest convenience. Yeah. At your earliest convenience, find new ways to connect with your fans. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Monetize your brain. Make a real good tweet. Yeah. (laughs) Make a real good tweet ASAP. Yeah. So, in order, organizing is good. Yeah. Has the. Uh, the goal of the bullet journal to help you figure out what you should eliminate. Mm-hmm. Has that actually worked? It's nice because it gives, it, it's built into sort of the bones of the system how to defer things that you just don't have time for. Because the problem I encountered with the apps on my phone is you could seamlessly defer things just forever and ever. You know, there was no record that you had attempted it earlier. It's just like, you know what? I've decided, I know that the due date I set earlier was yesterday, but you know what? It's due next week. And there's no record that you made that change. Okay. And so it just kind of creates, I don't know. It feels like you're being chased and rather than, like, like you think about any sort of video game, like a car chase type thing, rather like you're just kind of turning corners constantly, but never gaining any speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've sort of talked to, I've introduced some friends to the Bullet Journal now, and the thing we sort of talked about with the sort of independently structured creative type sort of problems is you, in the process of migration, if you didn't do something yesterday and you do mean to do it today, you have to kind of consider like, well, I've been writing this thing in on my dailies for like a week now. Do I want to keep writing it in? I should just do it. I should just do it. Oh, so it makes you feel more like I will get to it because it's worth writing. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you do, finding things that are the opposite where like, I wrote this for a week and now I can just realize it's not that important to me? Yeah. Or I can, I've learned actually I can delegate things. Oh, nice. Which is really, really nice. And I also kind of use the bullet journal in conjunction with like, you know, things on my phone and things in the internet. But that's just like in case my bullet journal catches fire, I have a backup somewhere. <laughs> in case Scott Bakula steals it somewhere. <laughs> sets it on fire. This has to end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw, I, I did... I looked for it on Wikipedia, and then I found the website of the person who wrote this thing. Yes. So I kind of read a little bit of the basics. And one of the first things I read, made me think of you right away, mm-hmm. is one of the first things that uh, he says is that you should call it B-U-J-O for, sh- for short. Oh. Bojo. The Bujo. The Bujo. Do you call it Bujo? I, I do, actually. And <laughs> I, um, because the alternative is, I call it, for a while, I called it the B apostrophe journal and pronounced it bajournal. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not a planner, it's bajournal. It's a bajournal. That um, definitely sounds like it's from Star Trek. It does, yeah. Oh, the, the, uh, the bajournals have made contact with, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm hailing the bajournals. <laughs> Um, I actually, uh, I'm going on, as we record this, I'm preparing to go on the Joko cruise. Yeah. And, uh, I've been making, cause what I've, I've done is, you know, sort of my problem is I'll be like, well, what do I have to do today? I'm at the store. What do I need? And I'll open up my phone and be like, oh, I got a text from Joseph or whatever. And yeah. then I sort of go off into that little sort of rabbit hole. Cause I'm forgetful and I'm distractible, which is a delicious combination. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making yourself sound like a brilliant rabbit. <laughs> It just like gets distracted and like I, I must just, solve this problem. I just imagine like the listener that doesn't know what I look like, what they must picture, <laughs> like a, like a nest of hair filled with like birds and you know, <laughs> sitting on a pile of cats, darting little squirrel eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And just, uh, I imagine that they would ascribe a liberal amount of editing to you for all the little rabbit holes and tangents <laughs> I must have gotten on. And in fact, what was I talking about? Oh, so, um, uh, but so the, the journal is a full-size thing and I can't always carry it around. So I keep a little field notes that is kind of like my satellite bujo. Oh, really? Uh, that has like my shopping list and stuff I got to do that day. Okay. Um, and I am making, I'm designing, because this is, this is the fun thing for me is it's a constant design process because I constantly have to be, because you make a new weekly spread when you start a new week, obviously. Right. And if you flake off for a week, then you make the weekly spread for the week that you pick it up. And that's great. But as you go from week to week or day to day or whatever sort of templates you need, some people like, you know, the guy that invented the system just makes a list and it's really spartan and really minimal and kind of doesn't get in your way that way. That's nice. But I'm a very sort of visual person. Yeah. And visual presentation is important to me. And so I have designed layouts for myself because I kind of, it forces me to become aware of like what information do I need to present to myself and in what order. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's a constant development process and that's, what I find so fun about it, and that is the thing that has kept me on the system as long as I've been on it, is I, you can easily get addicted to the feeling of like, I'm going to be so organized, and then you never actually do any of the things you're organizing. Right. You're just, it's just that thing where the making the to-do list the, is the number one thing on your to-do list, and you're like, yeah, I made a to-do list. Yeah, and that action is, com- is comforting, and then you never actually like consult the thing throughout the day, and then it's all kind of a wash, but um, just the constant process of like what do i need to be effective and what what is overwhelming and what do i that makes me think about it's it's level design it makes me think about like how do i present information to myself in a way that i can take action on it and sort of move forward oh that's great yeah that idea that i'm not just following a system that is pre-described yeah comes with a certain amount of guilt to it like, yes. I'm trying to bullet journal write so I can get things done yeah. and, and be better at being me and or Scott Bakula. Yeah. But that idea of like I am trying to make it right for I, me. I'm is making great. it suit my needs. Yeah. yeah. And and I um I I I like buying nice pens. I like buying nice post-its. <laughs> and so I enjoy the process of like, okay, so it's, you know, oh, it's set. it's Sunday night. I'm going to make my spread for next week and I enjoy that process so much that it returns me to the system. Yeah. And like I used to use, there was a system called the Uncalendar system, which I found out through, I think Kelly Sue DeConnick talked about it at some point. And it's a blank planner, but it's a bunch of little grids. There's a blank week, you write in the numbers, and then there are just a bunch of empty boxes and you can decide what those boxes mean. And that worked for me okay, but then I would number the weeks too far in advance because that's how you planned into the future. And then I would flake off the system for a month and be like, oh, well, I have all these empty pages. And you get this sense of like shame, like I didn't use these things. Right, I let the boxes down. I'm sorry, yeah. boxes. I'm sorry, expensive paper. I'm sorry, trees, <laughs> you know. Uh, you've talked about uh, design, both in sort of game terms and almost aesthetically. Yeah. And you are, I think you are a very aesthetic person. You you do drawings which are like have a very specific yeah aesthetic. Obviously, you're a musician. That's obviously aesthetics. Um, it, I was reading about how he has his little uh, iconography, but yeah. you can create whatever you want. Oh yes. So are you starting to build your own iconography? Starting to, Joseph. <laughs> um, I. Uh... I have a symbol for this is an errand. I have a different symbol for this is a shopping trip. I have a symbol for this is an email. I have a symbol for phone call. I have a symbol for like self-care. I have a symbol for TV. I have a symbol. I've actually done a thing where. What is, I'm sorry. What is your symbol for self-care? It's just a little flower, you know. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Um, it's because I have a, there's, I have like a color coding system. Okay. Um, and so I have projects are pink, chores are gray. 
like sort of admin kind of office, like answering emails and whatever is blue. Errands are green. Uh, enrichment, which is what I call sort of like, I just got to watch my stories, yeah. is yellow. Because I realized I was overscheduling my sort of work life, as it were, and I was forgetting to catch up on my my stories. Yeah. And I would incentivize myself to like clean my office or whatever um, by bundling it with like, well, if you clean your office, then you can listen to the latest Adventure Zone, you know, like, <laughs> and so I would put that in my planner. And so I have a symbol for like podcasts and audio books and sort of all the different sort of areas and and that that helps very much um i realized i didn't finish the thread about the joko cruise yeah sorry. i have a, the, a little field notes uh notebook that i'm developing templates for and i'm just going to carry that field notes around as like my mini sort of joko cruise notebook and i'm calling it my joko crujo <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's your bullet journal for the joko cruise yeah and so bujo joko my my joko crew bujo <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my Joko Kribujo has FOMO. Uh, hey, a bonobo. <laughs> um, so you're just bringing a mini version of it that is only for during the cruise. Yeah, just to carry around with like, if I'm like, oh, hey, you know, John Roderick. Yes, I, I, if just like if I kind of have stuff to do, because my phone's not going to work. So there's no reason to carry around my phone other than to right. like, take pictures. And so I want to have like... An area for, like, when I get back to land, here are the things I need to Google. And I want to have an area for, like, you know, here here are the, the quiet places to hang out and sort of... All right, so you're going to have some, like, follow-up moments and some self-care moments documented moments, in the yeah. Joko Bujo. Joko Kubujo. Joko Kubujo, yeah. Joko Kubujo. It sounds kind of like a like a French word. It really does, like a very I can't believe you got seats at Joko Kubujo. Well, anything for Valentine's Day. It is the French Coachella, so yes, the Joko Kubujo. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, that's interesting because I think probably most of the people who listen to Obsessed have a vague idea of what Joko is, but it's the Jonathan Colton Cruz that is... Uh, comedy and music. Molly has been on it many years. Uh, uh, my wife works on it. Sarah works on it as a stage manager. I've performed on it uh, several years. Uh, it's packed in yes. terms of events and what can happen. Yeah. So do you see an event like that that is supposed to be super fun and relaxing because it's a cruise, but mm -hmm. also you're performing yes. and you're engaging with fans? Right. Do you see that as this is like my bullet journal challenge week where the bullet journal can help me manage all it, of the things this cruise is supposed to be? It's kind of, you know what it is, is it's, because um, the thing about like making templates is you're anticipating like, these are the things I'm going to need to keep track of. And these are the things I'm going to need to know. And this is the info I'm going to need to present myself. And it you do a bunch of that thinking in advance so that it's just basically you've kind of made yourself a little questionnaire. Like, hey, yesterday you said you would need to worry about these things. How's that going? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so here's my schedule. And so... I've gotten pretty good at like, I know what my little daily layout looks like. I know what my monthly spread looks like and my weekly spread. Um, and I've, I feel like I've got those down, but, and I, I tend to have a lot of my friends who are on the bullet journal will tell me like, oh, well then PAX happened and I stopped, you know, I stopped using it. Like if you get busy, yeah, you just forget to pay attention to the journal. And so I'm kind of hoping that if I sort of anticipate, like you're going to want to follow up with the people that you meet and you're going to want to remember what to Google like someone's going to tell you, oh, you have to watch, I don't even know what, Yuri on Ice or whatever. The, I'm going to get recommendations for can't right. believe you haven't seen Thing. I got a, you know, a shopping list of games, I'm sure. And like people whose whose albums I need to check out. And it's, I, normally that's just all kind of scattered in my phone. But if I could focus in one place and also in a physical artifact, 
here are the things that I did, here are the things that I learned, here are the people I met, and then I have this kind of token for the whole week of not just that the event as it happened, but my experience of the event. Oh, yeah, so it's a, a diary in a way, too. It is. I think that's why they call it the bullet journal and not the bullet planner, because a lot of people... Right. Um, like when you look at sort of the, the sort of overachiever Pinterest side of bullet journaling, they like, they tape things in, they color code things. They, I think I have a lot of pens. Yeah. They have more pens somehow. <laughs> like, and they're, you know, it's just this immaculate handwriting and these beautiful, like stylized things. And I've started to do that a little bit. Like I went to the, the women's march. Um, yeah. And, uh, at, at the end of the day, we went to the top of the Space Needle and, you know, looked down at the, at the crowd and it was really cool. Kids see all the little pink hats. And I kept my ticket stub for the Space Needle. And normally I'm like, what do I do with this ticket stub though? I don't like, where's this going to go? I'll just use it as a bookmark and then throw it away. And so I taped it in and wrote a little timeline of like, okay, so I got up this morning, we picked up Nicole and then Nicole and I went to, you know, okay, kind of so outlined my day. Total journal journal. Total journal journal. Just dedicated one page to it because I didn't make a, like a to-do list that day. Like, you know, what am I going to do today? Well, I'm going to resist the patriarchy and I'm going to like, you know, I wasn't going to bullet journal that day anyway, but I had this page that I could use for that day. If I, you know, if, if I, if it was just a normal day where there wasn't a March happening, um, then I would probably use that for like, don't forget to do laundry. Don't forget to pack for okay. the cruise, you know? And so cool. it's, it, 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 that's the nice thing about it is it's, it's, it's just whatever you need it to be that particular day. Yeah. And you can also, I use it to basically write notes to myself from the past. Like, hey, Molly, you said that you would deal with this. How's that going? Oh, yeah, you're right, me from the past. I didn't say I would do that. <laughs> okay, when you review it. Yeah. All right, so I, I have a question that's kind of a question for you, but also just fishing for free therapy for myself. Go on. Do you have days where you are making your, your list of what's what you're attempting to do that day? Yeah. And it is becoming so obvious that there is absolutely no way Mm-hmm. just by time you're going to get all those things done. Yeah. How do you process that? Does the bullet journal help you say like, oh, well, I'll just shove it off? Yeah, it does. And the reason I have the color coding system is it takes kind of a different sort of emotional and mental space to do chores than it does to like call somebody. Like if I need to pay some bills or I need to answer like there's just a different mindset to like, oh, I need to get these errands done and I need to get to inbox zero by the end of this week, you yeah. know? Um, and so when I look at all the stuff I need to do this month, I can kind of see like, well, there's a lot of projects coming up. So I should, you know, I can sort of tell, you know, well, I have a lot of stuff for Waffle Media. I have a lot of stuff for Peanuts Gallery. I have a lot of stuff for whatever sort of my projects are. And I can group them. Yeah. Because um, I am definitely, I was definitely divided. I continue kind of to be divided over several task management apps. Yeah. Um, and so like I have one that is just a series of timers. Yeah. Like hey, you idiot, you made coffee six minutes ago. It's going to get cold. Drink it. Like, I have stuff like that. <laughs> like, basic human things that an adult person should just be able to do. You've been in the bath for five hours. Yeah, you you set the laundry an hour ago. You should check on it. Maybe it's done, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, and like, there's another sort of feature of the core system that uh, sort of uh, is demonstrated on like the Bullet Journal channel and website is if you have a bunch of tasks that are related, there's nothing wrong with just making a page like, this is stuff for Peanuts Gallery. And so I can put all the to-dos that are related okay. to Peanuts Gallery in that area. And I've, and, and you know, I, I kind of, I you know, my bullet journal looks like, you know, in like any sort of 
conspiracy crime movie, the wall with all the pictures and newspaper clippings <laughs> and yarn. Yeah. That's what the inside of my bullet journal looks like most of the time. Okay. And that doesn't stress you out that you see the pattern and it makes sense to I you. find this immense satisfaction from finding uses for these post-it notes that I've... Because I have like... I, I don't exaggerate shoeboxes and shoeboxes full of post-it notes of different sizes because I'll go, oh, they make them with the adhesive on the whole thing now. That, oh, that seems useful. Oh, yeah. they make a label tape. Wow. And with the bullet journal, I've figured out like I got a giant brick of them from my mom for Christmas. These like three by five post-its that fit perfectly over a field notes page. And okay. so I'm like, okay, shopping lists. <laughs> and like I put, you know, the little yellow ones that everybody has. Yeah. I write projects on those. If there's like a tiered list of things I have to do in an order, I will write them on that in that order on that post-it so I can migrate it from day to day without having to rewrite all the stuff. And then on the back, if it's a thing I really don't want to finish or just I'm really dreading, I will write like a prize on the back. Okay. Like if you fin- if you edit this episode of Peanuts Gallery by the end of this week, you can watch another episode of Westworld. Treat yourself. And so, like, once I've crossed out everything on that card, I just kind of fold it over, like, okay, well, I've earned... It's like a little ticket, like a little I can take it up to the the me, the storefront that is yeah. me, and treat myself to... Because otherwise... And th- this is maybe a thing that you experience, too, is, you know, because your work is sort of self-structured and, you know, it feels like everything needs to be done ASAP, if you have kind of a weird brain day and you kind of like, I didn't start, I didn't wake up as early as I meant to or whatever it is, you kind of feel like, well, I don't deserve to watch TV right now. I don't deserve to play this. You sort of like, you feel like you have to earn your free time um, because any of your free time can be work time. Yeah. And so having that system in place for like, you know, if you do this thing you don't want to do, then you get to do a thing you want to do. Yeah. Is... A system that I like and the bullet journal didn't exist when I was in school so I can't beat myself up for just finding <laughs> out about it but I recognize sort of retrospectively like I can make it whatever I need it to be yeah that's really cool it makes a lot of sense to me to incentivize a, a, a reward and content that you know you like that's already on your list yeah have you found a way or do you think there's a good way to just build in actual procrastination that's not like I know I want to watch Star Wars Rebels and it's on my DVR. So Mm -hmm. when I finish this task, I can. But just like, I know that I want to just screw around on Twitter or stare outside for half an hour. Yeah. Do you build that in? Can it be built in? Or is or is procrastination just an enemy and it shouldn't be allowed? It it's. I mean, that's kind of the thing about because there's no actual constraints to the the system. Um. Because I definitely, the friends that I have who like, oh, I went to a con and so I didn't bill, bill a journal for a week, but they made a spread because they thought sort of aspirationally like, no, I'll, I'll be, I'll stay on task. I'll do my bullet journal stuff. And then they fall off and then they feel bad and then they have the spread they made that they didn't use. They will just retroactively fill in. Here's what I did on those days instead. Yeah. And so like I definitely, any space where I didn't accomplish the thing that I said I would, um, I will just kind of write like, well, instead I watched, you know. I watched all of Take My Wife or whatever it is, Yeah, you know, and that's, and I probably have take, watched Take My Wife on a list somewhere else in the Buja, so I'm like, well, technically, I can check <laughs> off a thing. Right. I technically did uh, something. Right. So it just eliminates anything where you're only throwing your time into the void. There's, the, the only constraints in it are the ones that you put there, and, you know, I'm my own boss and my only employee. Yeah. So I can, Which I sort of. beautiful and terrible. Oh, it's the, I mean. It's, it's the best worst. It's great and the worst, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, it definitely, it forces you every day to decide, is this still important? Is this still worth my time? Yeah. 
and I, I need to kind of coat, like, sort of remind myself, like, I thought this was important yesterday. Why did I think it's, why did I think it wasn't a thing I needed to do and what changed that would make it not important today? Right. You know, why would this fall off my radar rather than, oh, I don't feel like it, you know? Yeah. Um, cause that's why, that's sort of the beauty of like with the, the sort of month, like name list of dates, there's also just a section for like, eh, just, I mean, do this whenever. <laughs> and so a lot of stuff lives in there, Yeah, you know? Do you have any outside forces that are throwing your bullet journal into chaos? Like for myself right now, I'm doing, I'm pursuing a lot of my own creative things and mm -hmm. probably more than I should, sure. but I'm also doing like some for hire writing jobs for money. And right. I don't have control over when they decide suddenly, hey, I want this now. Right. Like I can I can push back up to a point, but at a certain point it is sort of like, well, outside forces do work on you. Do you have anything like that in your life or any ideas about how Bullet Journal could manage the unexpected? I mean, that's that's why the, the uh project on a post it note thing is nice. Yeah. Because it's still I still got the thing in writing. Um but like if you know, I, you know, okay, Tuesday, I'm going to work on this project and I'm going to do laundry. And then it's like, oh, surprise, friend is in town and you need to go see friend. I can, like, just something that is fixed to that day and I can't move it. I can still defer things. Like, you, there's right. nobody score. Like, at the end of the year, nobody's going to, like, check, check, <laughs> check. You're not going to get to, like, the gates and St. Peter's going to be like, now let me see your bujo. Like, you know, you're the only person that's grading you. And so. Right. Because I find if, if it's, if any sort of, any planner system I've used in the past, any app, any paper planner that I've used if I feel that it is constraining me I won't use it and so the thing about the sort of constant churn of development is you can kind of strip away any any constraints or any sort of points of stress that are keeping you from using it or kind of if right. you open your boo and go oh then like you're not doing it right you should feel like a sense of like I'm in control and you know I don't want to have this much work right now but I you know I can do this and so it's it's a nice sort of holding pen for the shapeless things. Okay. You know, and because I definitely, my week, I have two spreads on my weekly, uh, which is four pages total. I don't know. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> but so I have, uh, one of my spreads is things that are time sensitive. And the other one is stuff that I could just kind of do whenever. And I've gone so far as to, because there's really not a lot of structure to my weeks or months very much at all. Like, Cons are really the big deadline or like traveling to see my family. Yeah. Um, and so I divide my days into stuff I do before lunch, stuff I do before dinner, stuff I do before bed. Okay. Because my the start time of my day shifts so much. And then there are things that are fixed. You have to go to the dentist. You have to. Right. You have to get this in the mail, that kind of thing. And then I will kind of populate the open spaces with, well, it's after lunch and I don't have anything to, okay, so I should do this thing in the after lunch column. Yeah. And that's a thing I've developed kind of recently. And it helps just kind of anytime I'm like, oh, well, I don't have room to procrastinate in this thing. I can think like, well, what would make it, what would make it easier to procrastinate? What would make it easier to accept time sensitive projects? You know, it's, and I think maybe because I've used every to-do list app in the book. I kind of know like the different disciplines and the different ways you can organize that sort of thing. Um, and the Pinterests and the subreddits yeah. help. You can kind of get like, oh, that's how they do that. That's fun. Like I have, uh, you know, a habit tracker for like, did I call my representative this week? Did I okay. drink eight, you know, eight glasses of water? <laughs> that kind of thing. All right. So, so this is successfully helping you not procrastinate. It's, it makes me feel like less helpless when I do. Okay, because it's thing. probably notated, like you're saying with the, the example of watching Take My Wife. It's probably notated somewhere, so you're, yeah. you're getting that off your list. 
Yeah, it, it just makes me feel when I procrastinate. It's not like, well, I suck. I guess it makes me feel like, <laughs> you know, it makes me feel like after I'm done procrastinating, I can get back on my feet. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I really like this idea of I wanted to do that, and it's some it's notated somewhere, so I accomplished that. I put it in here because I wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you knew a day ahead of time mm-hmm. that Scott Bakula was going to jump into your body, right, and you wanted to give him a really fun day. <laughs> what kind of stuff would you put in your bullet journal? Oh, I mean, I think I would I would tell him where, where all the video games are, <laughs> you know? I think I would, like, put on, like, the post-it note on my phone would say, like, you know, shower, your outfit is laid out, you're going to look super cute. <laughs> I would scoop the cat box uh, the night before so he doesn't have to do that. And then after he's, uh, after he's, you know, done all those things and taken the phone off the post-it, I would have a whole plan in the bullet journal for, like, you know, some kind of outing. I would maybe have like, you know, I would maybe list like these are the funny emails to respond to because you know they're kind of like the oh a new project and then oh, there's yeah. like the uh, sort of the dreck. I would put those in the morning because you're kind of Scott Bakula's got he's some ca- go. he's yeah. got some caffeine in him and he's ready to go about he's his day. In a cute suit. He's a in a cute outfit. He's in a cute. He's got a cute little cardigan sort of Capri <laughs> thing going. A uh, nice little print tee and uh, yeah, and I think I would. Give Scott Bakula the sense that he accomplished something, something so he could sort of faff off in the afternoon, you know. And uh, sometimes, like, I will bundle, like, a chore or something that, like, you got to wash the dishes, you got to take out the trash, with something fun. And sometimes I give myself a list of options. Oh, nice. So it's like, ooh, a little marketplace of things I could do. Ooh. So you would give Scott Bakula a, a little, drop down of fun. A little drop down of fun, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Sarah Meyer, co-producer of this show. And like you, I've been wondering how your average person on the street feels about bullet journals. So I've come out to Wilshire Boulevard in L.A. to find out. Do you know what a bullet journal is? No. No, I don't know what a bullet journal is. I have no idea, but I just finished reading a book called Backyard Ballistics, but I don't think that's going to be the same thing. Oh, you mean like a bucket list? What's on your? What's something on your bucket list? Catch, catch a seagull. Do you keep to-do lists? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm still a college student, so I kind of have to. Do you keep a to-do list? Absolutely. Yeah. And I add stuff to my to-do list just so I can cross it off. <laughs> You're supposed to get a release of dopamine when you cross things off your to-do list, so I do that too. Name something that's on your to-do list right now. Breakfast. But it's like noon now, so I think it's past due. You put get breakfast on your to-do list? Yeah. Do you do, do, you do that for all meals every day? Only breakfast and brunch. After that, I, I got it covered. But today you didn't have breakfast? No, I haven't had it yet. So you've already, your to-do list is already in that. It's looking already t- bunked. <laughs> it's already destroyed. Do you keep a to-do list? How do you stay organized? No, I don't even keep a to-do list. I have like, I don't know. I just have people that handle all that for me. So I have friends that take care of all my bills or anything, or my attorney handles all of that. What's something on your to-do list that you know you're never going to get to, but it's on there anyway? <sighs> Grow two inches. <laughs> That's on your to-do list? <laughs> yeah. I never got fat past uh, five foot six, so. Okay, this is a really weird question, but you guys are imaginative. Do you know the show Quantum Leap? I remember it. I Yeah. If Scott Bakula was going to quantum leap into your body for a day and he saw your to-do list, would he be able to tell what was going on in your life? I definitely think so. What would his day be like? It would be super hectic because I, I have two jobs and on school full time and I work at a TV station so he'd get to do cameras so that would be fun for him I guess and then I'd do like customer service so I mean he'd have a pretty crazy day. Yeah. If he did that he would see my schedule like get up, go to class, work, come back, hang out with friends. What would you say to Scott Bakula 
Like, okay, here it goes. Here's your day. Be sure to drink a lot of water and make sure I don't say anything weird. Take care of my cat. Scott Bakula, try not to cry today. (laughs) We're going to move on to our how obsessed are you questions. These are questions I ask everybody, as you know. There are different questions. You have actually helped me come up with different how obsessed are you questions over the years. It's a constant development process. It is a constant development process. You suggested uh, many uh, moons ago a would you discuss it with Hitler? And I used that question for a long time. And then it just started to become too real. <laughs> That's fair. People were like, ugh, that guy. So I had to take Hitler out. So That's Hitler's fair. gone, as he should be. 86 the Hitler. <laughs> 86 the Hitler. Uh, the first question for everybody is, do you think about the bullet journal every day? I, I don't, the, the nice thing about the bullet journal is I don't have to, Joseph. Right. It's just there. Yeah. So it's ingrained at this point. There's not a day where you, I mean, I know you were describing your whole phone process. Yeah, well, the nice thing is if I kind of go, oh, I didn't make a spread for today, then I, I know that there's no there's no punishment. There's no, like, empty page going like, well, you goofed up, you dummy, <laughs> you know, when I go back. Yeah. And so that takes just the, the lid off of my anxiety. It's really, that's not maybe the expression I want to use. Because the lid off my anxiety would mean anxiety everywhere. Would just, yeah, get everywhere. Pandora's anxiety. Yeah, but you also don't want the image of anxiety belongs cooped up in a bottle. Right? <laughs> oh, I come pressure. from a long line of bottlers. <laughs> yeah, I should build bottler. If I start my bullet journal, it's going to be procrastinate, bottle things up, <laughs> release just a little bit, but not too much. A little tracker of how many martinis you've had that yeah. day. Yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah. Mm, mm, dangerous. Mm. <laughs> uh, have you ever had a dream about the bullet journal? Um, this is kind of a tough question for me because I don't dream. I mean, okay. I imagine that I do, or I'd be a crazy person. But you don't person. remember them. I don't remember them a little bit. I'm very forgetful. Yeah. Uh, I've been keeping that one in the uh, How Obsessed Are You list and rotating it in and out because every once in a while somebody has like a super juicy dream. But a <laughs> lot of people don't remember their dreams, which has been really interesting to discover. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or people are just blatantly lying to me here on my podcast. It's it, Or maybe they're just too personal to share. Yeah, maybe. Because I definitely, I go to bed at night and then like smash cut, I'm awake. Like, <laughs> kind of sucks. Do you have a sense of enjoying sleep? I mean... Sometimes my jaw is tired from grinding my teeth. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't either, know if that's enjoying. either that's just what I do or I had a very stressful dream. Okay. And so maybe I'm glad not to remember them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, would you wear pajamas that have a depiction of your bullet journal on them? Oh, that would be amazing. If I had like a list of like my nightly routines printed on a nightshirt. Yeah, so you, you can know? just look down. Hey, don't forget to, you know, moisturize and don't forget to <laughs> fill the humidifier and fill the cat's water. And like, that would be great. Just like, just... You know, like the maps, when I was in um, AP U.S. History, someone got a shirt that was all of the states, and you would look at it, and it would have, like, a bunch of little, like, ti- like U.S. events oh, printed cool. really tiny so that a teacher would see it and be like, oh, that person wore a map of the U.S. to their U.S. history. Okay, sure, I'll allow it. And then it's got, like, all this tiny little... So I would have basically, <laughs> like, my cram sheet for, like, what I have right. to do at night, but yeah. printed down my bib. That'd These be- are my cheat sheet jammies. These are my cheat jammies, yeah. <laughs> My Bujo Jam Jams. Yeah, Bujo Jam Jams is probably better than these are my cheating pajamas. <laughs> Someone who has a partner. <laughs> would you ever, this is kind of specific for you, would you ever write a song about your bullet journal? Um, I mean, because it's such a, and like not even personal, because I've certainly like gone like, hey, here's my, what my month looks like. It's pretty cool. Like I will share things that I'm proud of, but I'm not really sure how I could even contextualize that for somebody else, yeah. you know? I mean, there there've got to be things that are personal that you're like you don't want to share, right? Because I mean, it sounds like you're you're putting so much in the bullet journal. There's yeah. got to be some stuff that's you feel private about. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, right? Yeah, I've got um, 
because uh, we I will sometimes on my Twitch stream I will kind of I have a monthly thing I've been doing lately where I will kind of go here's what my bullet journal looked like this month and you know sort of ask answer questions and stuff and I have to kind of remember to like tape over like this is a secret you can't show people this on stream <laughs> um, I had the terrifying experience where um, I was on a different uh, stream and they had a much better camera than we have okay and it just showed like a top down of what my weekly looked like for that week and someone tweeted at me your bullet journal thing was super great my favorite part was when you needed to remind yourself to call your mom and i was like that is not for you to know <laughs> i did not mean to share that no <laughs> and had you called your mom i well i was in canada so i couldn't <laughs> um, that sounds like some weird version of the i have a girlfriend in canada yeah I, i'm sorry i'm like, sorry i can't call my mom you I was can't in... call your mom in canada everybody knows that <laughs> <laughs> uh but you as a songwriter you write on the shows that you and i have been doing together in the last like year and a half you've mm-hmm. been doing this specific block of songs mm-hmm. that all have very funny explanations and that's like it's a comedy music act because yeah. you you set up the songs so they're they're complex they're songs that thrive in context they kind yeah. of yeah yeah and you're really good at giving very complex context very quickly so would you want to do a song like that about your bullet journal that that's in your skill set to say this is a song about this one page of my bullet journal well because effectively what you've just described the like okay before we go into the song i need you to know a couple things is kind of the same as it's kind of what i would need to do for scott bacula for him to go through my day you know <laughs> yeah. like okay scott bacula before we start upon you being molly lewis for a day you need to know that the cat needs feeding and yeah. that and not to open your phone not to read twitter until noon like that kind of thing um and so it's it's just about like providing context yeah and, you know, like, it just let me let me arm you with this sort of knowledge that you will need to get the most out of this experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it seems like you could easily write a bullet journal I think song. I would need to, you know what I should, I could reach out to Angela Weber of the Double Clicks, who has recently gotten onto the bullet journal system. Maybe she'd have some, some things to say. Some context. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. So, th- but in terms of just the basic how obsessed are you question, there's not, you don't have like a big emotional reserve against writing a bullet journal song. It's just not inspiring. I just, yeah, I don't know what the, the hook is. I don't know kind of the, the shape that it, it would take. Like, like what makes it funny? What makes it universal? Yeah. Like what is kind of the, cause like a comedy song is the first verse is the setup and then the chorus is the punchline. And then in the second verse, you elaborate on that punchline and then you, Re, and then you the chorus second chorus you go at the punchline again with sort of this new context and yeah so there's kind of a, a sort of structure that a comedy song follows and i just don't know like what's the setup and what's the punchline and the bullet journal song yeah you know um, now in this is a little bit of a i tangent. actually think i could probably write a song about like well scott Bakula, you're gonna be here tomorrow here's what i gotta tell you oh yeah that would be a great hook that would for be it. yeah that's that would be a deeply on brand molly lewis song <laughs> yes it would it would be the molly lewisness of molly lewis song um now the the structure this is a tangent but it's interesting the structure that you just described for a comedy song yeah that uh, makes my little comedy heart glow with joy because it is like a good progression of comedy do you feel most comedy songs do that or do you feel like that's your structure that you've come up with so you don't get repetition of jokes no in comedy it, songs? it's a structure that i learned from watching uh Tom Lehrer does it. Jonathan Colton does it. To some extent, They Might Be Giants does it when they have kind of a punchy sort of jokey song. Okay. Um, it's it's just time tested. You yeah. know, it, it just like I, I would even I would even say Weird Al does that when he kind of lowers you into the unless like the conceit for his parody is like really apparent, like his original stuff, especially. Yeah. It's kind of you set the scene and then you kind of go, here's why we're all here. Here's why I've invited you to listen to this song today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. And it's it's just kind of proven to work. And the sort of 
the thing that that I learned from Colton, from watching Colton, is, you know, the setup, chorus is the punchline, and then kind of elaboration, and then the chorus is the punchline. And then the bridge is like, but did you consider? <laughs> Maybe the robot is lonely, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a fun... It's It's nice because it's comedy and it's storytelling, but there are very structured... There's strictures to it. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a sonnet form, something like that. Yeah. But with ideas. And if it weren't apparent from however long we've been talking about Bullet Journal, I'm a big fan of structure and creating <laughs> structure for myself to be creative within, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think your your comedy songs have like the best escalation oh, wait, that you. I that I have. That's high praise. You, and you, I, get to. I would consider you like a professor of comedy theory at this point. <laughs> I like comedy theory a lot. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the what you're describing that I'm the second verse is coming at the punchline in a new way, so the punchline is enjoyable again the second time. Mm-hmm. It's that very old kind of comedy rule of three, which is there for a reason uh, in it, it in the song form, which is lovely. Next, how obsessed are you? Question. Would you have a bullet journal themed birthday party? I, I, uh, man, I'm trying to think of like the I'm picturing in my mind the planning a birthday party spread that I would make first. <laughs> yeah, because I've definitely and I've tried to do this for like Ben before and I've sort of I've been doing sort of the back end sort of structure stuff for uh, Waffle Media, which is this sort of I don't even know what you call it, like a collective that we've been working on lately. And just basically making bullet journal spreads for other people to fill out, which is kind of hmm. antithetical to the whole bullet journal So you're making like thing. Mad Lib bullet journals? It's just kind of like, well, here's the tracker that I made for all the things you need to do, which is kind of not, you know, it's <laughs> it, it's such a personal uh, thing. But like, I imagine like the invitations, I just basically if I did, if I did all of that paperwork by hand, I'm not sure, I mean, it would be like... You know what it would be like? It would be like the going to a studio and all, everybody paints a mug kind of thing. Okay. Everybody gets a field notes and let's plan our day. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. That seems that seems just kind of like a, the thing a crazy person would do. <laughs> yeah, like the first part of the party is everybody writing out their expectations for the party. Yeah. What's important, what they can shove off to the next party. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it's a little controlling for a party, right? It's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Would you edit the Wikipedia page that will eventually exist on bullet journals if you saw something inaccurate? I mean, because it's because every bullet journal is is a snowflake. Yeah. I'm not really I'd be curious as to like, I guess if somebody said something very specific about the bullet journal that isn't true for everybody. Yeah. Like the bullet journal is comprised of your index and your future log and your monthly and your weekly and your daily. I would be in like, well, the weekly is not an integral part of it. You don't have to do a weekly if it doesn't work for you. <laughs> okay. You know, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't define for anybody what the bullet journal is. Right. Because it can be whatever you need for... It's kind of this sort of Swiss Army system. Yeah. But you'd be tempted to correct anything that, uh, that made misrepresents people, the core of it? Yeah. That sort of made it seem less flexible and forgiving than it is. Because okay. it's, it's deeply forgiving by design. I like this question and this answer now because it is like a, a Russian nesting doll of control. <laughs> no. Loose. Creative. Control. No. Loose. Creative. Control. No. Loose. Creative. <laughs> So the needles just bouncing back and forth. Ah. Uh, if a bear stole your bullet journal, would you try to get your bullet journal back from the bear? How big a bear are we talking? Let's say it's a medium size. Uh, like man height, taller than man height? Your height. It's exactly the same height as you. Oh, I mean, what, what, would it, what would it do with it? Would it you would it use it to make its own bullet journal? <laughs> As like, um, man, these templates are great. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. 
Use no, it I, as reference. I think, uh, let's imagine the bear broke into your home. Go on. There's a jar of honey right next to your bullet journal for some reason. Oh. And the bear is like meant to scoop up the honey, but the bullet journal just got attached. And the, and the bear's just, it's just walking away with the honey, but it has your bullet journal. Okay, but it's not like, if I took it away, it wouldn't be like, no, mine. No, it wasn't stealing it because it wanted it. It was an accident. It just a- accidentally made off. Yeah. Well, that's an honest enough mistake. I think I could. Because <laughs> as, as, as long as getting it back wouldn't somehow provoke the bear, okay. I, w- I would make an attempt. But anytime you engage with a bear, and I speak from experience, you uh, <laughs> you risk injury. Sure. it's a bear. Yeah. And even if they just want to hug you, they could hurt you. But you've gotten very close to a bear and not gotten injured, so I feel like you're still here. <laughs> you've gotten closer to a bear than I think I would get yeah. uh, in taking a, a notebook back from them. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And you you could make a little sub-bullet journal about how to get the bullet journal back. I just had the... Um, or yeah, just a diary log for like, here's how I, you won't believe what happened today. A little like swath of bear fur taping with washi tape. Though it just occurred to me if it stole some honey and then also my bullet journal, it might be stuck in its fur. And I'm not sure if I would attempt. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't embark upon that, I don't think. But okay. if, if it was just like kind of, if it was, if I could like retrieve it with like one of those things you use to scoop leaves out of a pool, sort of one of those nets. <laughs> okay. If you could net scoop the bullet journal back from the bear, you would yeah, risk that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to like tug its fur. I wouldn't want to. Okay. It's, I value my bodily safety enough that I can just, and I, I would enjoy moving into another one is the thing. <laughs> I think it would be, it would tell a great story if I could get it back, but also like, well, Molly, it's, it's the middle of February. Why are you starting a new Bujo now? Well, you wouldn't believe this. Bear got my Bujo. Bear got my Bujo. Got stuck in his dang fur. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so this is, this is major now. I'm, I'm going to skip the crotch question. Ooh. Because you have answered it many times and heard many people answer it many times. I'm trying something different that's specific to you. I like my crotch question, so I'd, I'd, I'm not necessarily going to give it up forever, but I'm going to skip it this one time. Okay. If you discovered that your bullet journal was possessed by, like, an evil sorcerer, like, in numerous Harry Potter instances... Go on. Would you continue to use that bullet journal? Um... Well, if it was possessed in the Harry Potter style, it would write in itself. Yeah. Which would be kind of nice. Um, it actually, you know what, if, I feel like if I could come to terms with whatever entity is possessing my bullet journal, then I could basically use it like bullet journal Siri, you think? <laughs> so it would fully become an operating system. Yeah, like, You hey, just say, Bujo. Hey, Bujo, and then a little question mark, uh, uh, you know, sort of appears. Where did I put that collection about stuff I was going to do at Emerald City? Flip, 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 flip. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Okay. That'd be really nice. Yeah, so that makes perfect sense if it was possessed by a helpful sort of assistant. Yeah, but spirit. if it was like, well, what's on my to-do list today? Oh, kick a puppy. I'm not going to boo <laughs> Then I would maybe do the holy yeah. water in the thing. The holy water in the thing. Would you try first to just, uh, what is the term for pushing off things you don't want to do yet? <laughs> just migrate. <laughs> I'm going to migrate the puppy kicking I'm gonna and m- see how long the evil spirit puts up with that. Yeah, God, what if it's some, like, <laughs> once you have reached peak organization, this demon will be set free. Oh, yeah, and that's what the ghost needs. Or it's it was some, a very disorganized ghost that died and entered your bullet journal. I've sort of, to go back to the game design thing, there's a, you know, that there's a phone game called Her Story. Okay. Um, and the basic gameplay of her story is you're trying to solve this sort of cold case murder thing using a crime database. And so you're watching all these interviews with this lady. Yeah. And sort of based on what she says, you kind of go in and use like search keywords basically to yeah. find different interviews and things. And I imagined something like that, but like where some lady's gone missing, but you have her bullet journal and using her bullet journal. Oh, yeah. It'd be somewhere between like her story and gone home. And so I just imagine like if you 
flipped through the Bujo enough, like, okay, so why are you haunting my Bujo in particular? Oh, is it because, and sort of like trying to, if I just complete this one project, right, then like, this spirit will feel like, I have completely self-actualized. Right, <laughs> like a ghost died sense. in Canada and couldn't call its mom. Right. And you're like, oh, I figured it out. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I, com- I I crushed my fitness tracker. You're free. <laughs> oh, man. I might use that as a form of motivation, just imagining that if I get this done, I will free a soul yeah. that isn't even my own. Just draw a little picture of a, like a ghost on a post-it and then migrate <laughs> it every day until you finish the thing. I'll just fly it through my apartment. Ooh, Ooh, I'm free. Joseph, drink eight glasses of water. <laughs> it's good for your skin. I'm free. I'm free. I urinated a lot, but I'm free. Oh, your pipes are so clean. <laughs> uh, this is a perfect transition because we're making noises. Can you make a noise <laughs> to sum up your obsession with bullet journals? Uh, oh, um, I can. Hold on. Let's see if this will work. Oh, no, that didn't work like I thought it would. There's too many post-its. <laughs> it won't riffle. That's my Oh, noise. yeah, the nice, rich riffling. Little pen click in there. <laughs> yeah, because you value the physical objects yeah. that, uh, that are the symbol of this organization. And it's a, it's a single item, and this is what it is for. Yeah. You know, the phone is for everything. Yeah. I can organize myself, and I can call my mom, even if I'm in Canada, really, let's be <laughs> honest. And, you know, I can check Facebook. I can see pictures of my friend's babies. I can look up any information that's ever existed. Yeah. I can take selfies, you know. But the bullet journal is just for, like, hey, you got stuff to do. Right. And, like, the Women's March thing is a good example because, I mean, on social media, we do record our memories up to a certain point. But that's the the one thing you can't look up on the internet is your own life that you didn't record. It's Did you know Beyonce has a personal archivist? No. Beyonce has a personal archivist. I mean, I should have guessed. But yeah. Of all, of all people. I should have known. But, uh, she yeah, she has someone who archives anything that's said about her, any photo taken of her. She has a, there's a complete Beyonce database. Right. Managed and curated by Beyonce. And that is basically what my bullet journal is. <laughs> it's a Beyonce-style database about only me. Yeah. And about my brain, specifically. Right, so it's your Bay Bujo. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Bejo. <laughs> your Bejo. All right, I am going to rate your obsession on a scale of one to seven Bejos. <laughs> For fun. <laughs> not not uh, Joko Crew Bujo. Okay, we'll try to go Joko Crew. Uh, Joko Crew Bujo. On a scale of Joe to Joko Crew Bujo. <laughs> How obsessed are you? <laughs> I am going to give you a 5.7 Joko Crew Bujos out of one to seven. Okay. Uh, because it's kind of designed to be a healthy obsession. Yeah, and it's up to you to decide to sort of set those. You're basically drawing boundaries for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's designed for you to be super into it, to look at it constantly, to yeah. think about it constantly, because it's your life in a notebook. Uh, so I feel like it, your obsession level should be pretty high, but it's also it doesn't tip into anything that's like unhealthy. You're not using It's not a vanity it. thing so yeah. much. It's... Yeah, and there, there's sort of an aspirational thing to it. It's there's sort of like here are all the things that I could possibly achieve, and I'm trying to that you can sort of there's all like the the sort of bones of like here's here's the stuff I got to do. Yeah. Sort of the brass tacks, but then there's also the I would like to watch Take My Wife at some point. <laughs> I would like to you know go out for a walk yeah. just to walk once a week or something. Yeah. There's sort of it's sort of a nice mix of like you know practically sort of boring day to day stuff and also. If if I can get on, on the rails here, if I can get good momentum with the stuff I got to do, I could do more stuff. You yeah. Know? And it also just feels like, to me, as a, a person who is obsessed with obsession, 
You can only be so obsessed with something that is designed to help you let things go as right. well as be obsessed with them. And it that's le- the really cool thing about it to me. Yeah, it helps you not over-obsess on stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's really cool. Uh, so we have reached the plugging section of the podcast. Uh, so l- l- tell people where they can find you on social media mm-hmm. and then any and all of your projects and stuff. Okay. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr as Molly23, the number 23, M-O-L-L-Y, the name Molly. Uh, the at symbol, usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, my website is mollylewis.wtf. Nice. Which is a pretty good get, yeah. Um, and, and what else? I, so you've got your albums, including Thanksgiving versus Christmas. Thanksgiving versus Christmas. Um, I have a, a live album called The Same Old Songs But Live. Um I, my current sort of, my most recent project is, uh, I'm working, uh, with waffle.media. Um, we're doing Twitch streams right now, but we're going to get into podcasts and we're sort of trying to sort of branch out sort of nerdy without being nerdy kind of, yeah sort of just, just, just taking a genuine interest in things. We're trying to find a way to focus that. Um, and, uh, I host, uh, co-host a podcast called the peanuts gallery. Yeah. Uh, where we deep dive into the Peanuts animated specials. Um, and we, we're we we're pretty convinced that all the adults in the Peanuts universe are gelatinous hunks of meat. Um, <laughs> and we will not fight with anyone that says, no, that's not true. But you'd be surprised how many episodes don't do anything to contradict that theory. Really? A lot of them, there's like, well, did, did anything, did we see an adult? Do we know for sure they're not hunks of meat? Well, in this right. episode, I guess not. There's no evidence that they're not meat. Is there evidence that they are meat? You uh, it's well it's the we we're just kind of like well why did they sound like that well maybe there was some accident and that's why all the children have gigantic heads and you know maybe that's why we never see an adult like we don't know what they look like so for all we know yeah they, they could be just kind of shapeless hunks of meat with web mouths oh yeah of course yeah yeah it, it's the you, sort of you, industrial accident that allowed lucy to seemingly seize yes. power okay that's what i was getting at is it an industrial accident or is this a strange other universe where Adults are big piles of ambiguous meat, and then the children have large heads. Yeah, we think there might have been some sort of incident, um, um, possibly some sort of coup for yeah. Lucy to seize power, um, and the adults are just kind of kept around as sort of placeholders for authority yeah. in, in lieu of, of Lucy. Yeah. Um, but she runs the media, and she runs the town, and she you know, she, she rules with an iron fist. <laughs> Lucy's in charge. She pulls all the footballs away. <laughs> the Van Pelt uh, regime. Yeah, so check out all of Molly's stuff. Uh, Waffle Media sounds really cool. It's mostly video game streaming on, on Twitch right now, and, and you guys are going to grow it out, too. Yeah, we're sort of ma- getting the team together and making sure all the all the lights turn on and stuff. And then... Yeah, yeah. And uh, for anybody interested in Thanksgiving versus Christmas, it's really explicitly, it's a, a live show that kind of harkens back to old school uh, holiday specials about uh, Molly's belief that Thanksgiving is just as important as Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the tension. I tell people uh, it's a, uh, it is a Thanksgiving special, but all of the guests, it, knowing that it is a holiday special at the end of November, go, oh, well, it must be a Christmas special. <laughs> and yeah. they're not wrong. <laughs> it worked out really, really well. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, that's uh, tons of fun. Here are some quick plugs for uh, this very show before our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. You get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. 
All right, final questions. Uh, just weird things that don't have anything to do with your obsession. If one piece of furniture in your home could be sentient, what would you want to be sentient? Well, we, we talked about the... There's a dog barking there's that a dog may or may barking. not be picking up on the, uh, it, it's, it's Snoopy trying to let us <laughs> that's know. My, that's the my adults bu- are meat! <laughs> that's my bullet journal barking at me. No, I mean, actually, the sentient bullet journal would be kind of nice if oh, I could be yeah, honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you, would you want your bullet journal to speak? Well, because pretty much the, have a face? the one knock against the bullet journal that the, is sort of an advantage the phone has is the phone can send me push notifications, which, which the bullet journal cannot. Okay. So if my phone could be, or if my if my bullet journal could be like, <clears throat> what is a bullet journal? Oh, oh, I, I was just, oh, the store closes in 20 minutes. I got to go. You okay. Know. Okay. That'd be so kind of cool. sentient bullet journal, but specifically furniture. If you, you uh, oh, well, chair, couch, bed, well, desk. You, you, Joseph, have been to my home. I have. Um, help me describe to the listening audience the love sack. <laughs> the, the, the love sack. It is a giant, formless yet formed. Uh, is it orange? Am I remembering correctly? It, it, it used to be. Yeah, it's, it a, be it's sort of a gray blue now. Um, How did it change? Did you did um, you paint the love sack? There, there was an incident, and so we got a new case. <laughs> um, but uh, it's yeah, it's a beanbag chair, but full of memory foam cubes. Okay. Um, and uh, you you fluff it, you fluff it as you would a pillow, but it's I would say maybe six feet in diameter. Yeah, it's quite large. It's quite large. It's basically like a stunt bag that we have in our home, and uh, it's. Because of the whole memory foam aspect of it, it is, you sort of flop into it like a stunt bag, and it is surprisingly supportive. Oh, it's very supportive. You know, like, unusually so. You're like, my back is straight, but I'm in a beanbag. How does that work? <laughs> um, and so if that thing, because anytime someone comes to our house, like, you know, they've had a hard day of travel or whatever yeah. it is, they drop their bags and take their shoes off and just go <laughs> into the sack. And so <laughs> I like to think that the love sack would be the sort of comforting presence Oh, like it would whisper to you as well. Yeah, like, mm, it's okay. It would kind of hum, you know, songs to you or yeah. something. The last time I sat in uh, your love sack, <laughs> it did uh, form very quickly to my buttocks, as it always does. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of made a little shelf for it, for notes I had for the show we were doing that night. Yeah. And I was quite stressed about, because it was a bunch of new material. Yeah. And I was stressed about getting it all memorized. So it would have been great if the love sack was, like... <laughs> I'm holding your butt, I'm holding your notes, and everything will be fine. It was just like, that's a really funny joke, Joseph. <laughs> that will play well with that's this a, crowd. That's a good one. <laughs> well selected. <laughs> uh, all right, next question is, if you could shoot one of the following things out of your hands, which would you choose, bees or whiskey? Oh, whiskey. <laughs> I think for sure. Yeah. If it's high enough proof, I could maybe, like, sterilize wounds with it. So there's oh, yeah. that It'd practical utility. Practical. You could also use it to attack if you need to, because whiskey think, in the eyes is unpleasant. I mean, because there are definite, there, I mean, I could, I can't even count on my hands the occasions where I go, you know what I wish I had right now? Some bees. You know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come up a lot. There's no, like, yeah, you know, you know what the situation needs right now? Some bees. But, like, if my, you know, my flight is delayed, then I could just be, like, squirt in my mouth. Yeah. Or, like, you know, if... <laughs> I noticed your glasses empty there. Zit, zit, you know. Is it like uh, like Spider-Man kind of a, like... Yeah, definitely out of your hands, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, you might need to make a specific gesture think, like Spider-Man does. <laughs> I think that's the mark of a... I just, uh, what is, just like whiskey? What is whiskey in sign language, I wonder? I yeah. I don't know. Uh, I should know, because then I can ask for whiskey <laughs> across, from across the room. Um, yeah, I, and I think that's the test of a true friend, is if they will drink my, my hand whiskey. <laughs> hand whiskey. My Spider-Man web gunk hand whiskey. Welcome to my home. Please sit in my love sack and this drink is, my hand this whiskey. This has been cask-aged in my arteries. 
right, good answer. The only practical use I can think of as bees is getting your bullet journal back from a bear, which we've already very discussed. Is you know, I would I would worry like achoo! Oh, sorry, a bee! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, if you accidentally shot out some whiskey, some people would be like, "Well, you know, it's early in the day, but that's fine." And also, I, I have you know people that I care deeply for who are allergic to bees. Right. You know, but I don't. I probably know people that are allergic to whiskey, but it's. Like, if I squirt the whiskey out of my hand at an inopportune time, and I have to assume that's going to happen because I'm me, yeah. um, it just kind of, you know, gets on my pants or something. But if I accidentally ex- expel a bee, yeah. then we have to we have to kill that bee, you know? Oh, yeah, that's death. Yeah. yeah. And whiskey just gets sipped. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? I think the ability to shoot whiskey out of your hands for a true friend. <laughs> that is a great answer. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Okay, here's a quote I wrote down from uh, Justin McElroy. He said, David Bowie can't die twice, so 2017 is going to be better, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bujo. Thanks, Bujo. I'll carry that with me until I move into the next Bujo. <laughs>